Welcome back, everybody, to the Press Start Podcast. I am joined by Dayton, as the same as last time, Dayton Brown, and new friend Grant Michael, long-term friend. Uh, So today, we are going to be talking about Smite. Um, I know, Grant, you and me have played it more so, and you more so than even me, but Mm -hmm. Dayton is well enough equipped to talk about it, so... Uh, first, Grant, especially, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on kind of like what Smite has been for us, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, what has Smite been for us? Well, I have like 2,200 hours in the game, so around there now. I think you have like 1,700 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something around there. I believe. So we spent a lot of time in the game. Um. I think everyone has that one video game at some point in their life that they really care about doing well in, and they like actually want to be really good at the game. Um, Smite was definitely that for us. We, you know, we played ranked Smite for since what season four, three or four, or three or four. So we've been playing a while. Um, yeah, it's always a game we've come back to over time, and I presume we will continue to do that. Yeah, we talked about it last time, Dayton, when we were talking about Destiny, that kind of you just kind of keep coming back to it. And you not as much, just because it didn't, you know, you, he just didn't play it as much as Grant and I did. But I think yeah. I completely agree with what you were saying, Grant, that we've been playing it for forever, and you just kind of keep playing it. Because Smite is one of those games that has like infinite replayability, since every single game is so so different. Um, yeah, oh god, I would say the skill cap on Smite is really, you know, it's endless. There is no like finishing Smite. You'll always keep learning right. and always keep improving, no matter how much you play. Especially with how much they, you know, adapt the game and change it all the time. Um, just like they did with this new season, uh, with a lot of changes coming. Yeah, uh, so I, that's kind of like a perfect segue. Um, so we'll roll into our Season 9 update reaction video. Or podcast, I guess. It's not much of a video. But uh, so every season, right, there's a new map or a somewhat new map. So it's generally the same this year as it has been for the past two seasons, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, past two seasons, I think. I think season seven. Yeah, two no. Or yeah. Season eight. This this year, season eight was a new one, but now we're season nine. Um, so they're adding this thing called the obelisk. I don't know if y'all have the patch notes pulled up so that you can yes. reference it. Um, but so it is. It's between like red and purple, if that makes sense. It's in that like back area near back camps. Um, and essentially, every now and then after four minutes your a certain camp in your jungle will get marked on the minimap it'll have like a little star above it and whenever you clear it it'll like give an offering they call it to the totem and then but like marked camps are more powerful so if you see they have 20 percent health 10 prots of each 50 percent attack speed and they do extra damage so they do more power so the obelisk it marked it remains marked until someone like completely fills the obelisk. 
Uh, and when one team fills it, you get seven offerings. So like clearing a camp gives you an offering and you have to clear seven camps essentially. Um, and then you get thing called the Indra Scepter, which is like a new buff essentially. So it spawns at the obelisk. So whoever powers it up first, the gets the scepter and it, like, it can't be yoinked. So the other team can't steal it. So you have to pick it up, someone on your team. And you get it for four minutes. As soon as it spawns, it starts going down. Uh, and then it follows the first person that touches it. And so if there's no one within 35 units, the scepter grants an aura of 25 HP 5 to all nearby allies. This effect is tripled for friendly structures. So if you're next to a tower, the tower gets 75 HP 5. So you can heal so your tower? So the you tower can you can use it to heal your towers. Interesting. Oh and and is, is the camp that it selects is it randomized it, or is it kind I'm of rotation? Pretty sure with it's map? it's randomized. So you could get like three red buffs in a row. Well, I think it does it so that you can't get two camps in a row. Mm. Or like and you can't get a... two within this within three or something like that. Is there a cooldown on like? The way the the, the obelisk marks, like the rotation of the camps, because clearing seven camps for a a jungler doesn't really take that long. Um, yeah, it only happens every now and then. I don't see it in the patch notes. Uh, no, I don't see it. But the one, so the camp that becomes marked instantly respawns. So like. Uh, it see, it might cool it down. might be a set path, um. But like, so if you know a camp is gonna get marked or something, if you clear it right before it gets marked, it'll instantly respawn. And you can clear it again. That's hmm. what I was wondering. Because is it gonna be something where junglers are gonna have to learn the pattern? It might be. I haven't played conquest since it came out, so I don't know if I haven't. I don't know if it's random or. Like a set order, um, mm, yeah. But I've only played just <laughs> because. I mean, if if it's really every like if it's pretty quick, uh, healing towers would be an interesting dynamic because you'd have to juggle that uh, scepter or whatever it was called right. between lanes in, in an interesting way. Like healing your towers would be a big part of the game. Obviously, you can you can heal phoenixes. I assume does that. Pertain to the, ta- uh, uh, the I Titan. I assume. I don't. I don't think you can heal the Titan. Okay. I don't think okay. you can heal the Titan. And after the scepter drops, your the obelisks go inactive for four minutes. Oh, we've okay. never had anything that heals the towers or anything before. Have uh-uh. we? No, they haven't. No. This is this is very interesting. And then so it has two modes when it's following people. So if there's nobody nearby, it gives twenty five HP five and seventy five HP five to structures. Um and if there is someone if there are enemies within thirty five units, the scepter will fire ball lightning projectiles every second at up to five enemy targets simultaneously. Each lightning tar- each lightning projectile does three point five percent of the enemy's max health. The scepter prioritizes target targeting enemy gods over minions Mm -hmm. so essentially you can just hit five people every second for 3.5 percent health every with the scepter with the scepter Hmm. but 35 units isn't crazy far 
It's not like tiny, but it's not that big. So you do have to be close to people. My question is, what, what do you think? Who do you think would be best to carry the scepter? I think supports would be the best. Probably because it would just be I, additional. Or, or solo because you'd probably want it on somebody that's going to be in the middle of the enemy team. So you wouldn't want it on like mid or carry. So it'd probably be so either want it on support like solo or jungle or something like yeah, that. Yeah, frontline solos or. And I would imagine you'd want it on someone tankier yes. so you can get more use out of it. Yeah. But, um, and then so there's the, the the lane scorpions on um the lane scorpions are getting removed. So there's a new NPC I, yeah, called really it's called Naga. Uh, so essentially, like you know how when you killed the scorpions, they would like give you a little buff if you stood in the thing. Mm-hmm. Those don't. It doesn't do those anymore. So now it's just Naga, and it can give you like offerings and shit. So, what do the offerings do? The offerings are how you um uh, power up the obelisk. So the obelisk are actually. It seems like they're trying to make it a more central part of gameplay. Then, if there's another, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, they're trying to make the obelisk like what they tried to do with Totem, like two three years ago or whatever it was. Yeah, that was kind of... That didn't really work. But Yeah, so I get a little extra gold. And then, so the big scorpions that enhance the buffs are now just Fire Giant side. And each team now has one, so like, after you killed the one in the middle, you know, like, each team would get one and you would just, like, keep flip-flopping. So now each team just has one. Oh, and okay. destroying it will do... Um, enhance all of your buffs. So if you if your team kills the scorpion, it'll enhance blue speed, um, red and purple. Okay, so you can get a ton of offerings at one yeah. time. Then. Yeah. So it seems like they're really actually. I mean, that's a pretty big change, jungle side really. Um, yeah. That that changes the pace of the game almost. So it does. I think it's gonna slow it down a little bit. Is what I think is gonna happen. Yeah, I also wonder when is like that scorpion, like when is that call kind of expected to happen? Like what is there, the value behind killing that scorpion compared to something like a, you know, if you get an early gold fury or something like that, what's so the value the, creation with the, the scorpion? The enhanced buffs are pretty good. So I think enhanced blue gives you extra cooldown. Enhanced speed just gives you more speed, I'm pretty sure. Um, enhanced red gives you pen. I know that. And enhanced purple might give you prots. I think either prots or attack speed. Um, so the, blue? they're the blue, blue gives. I, I'm pretty sure CDR extra CDR. Okay, so it's just like super blue. Um, but like they're they're good. Like you'll clear them throughout the whole game. Like you'll want to keep buffed buffs for the whole game if that makes sense but it's not they're not like super super early if you remember playing it's the same as when they used to spawn in gold fury and fire giant pit it's the same yeah. it's that same minion okay got it so they're like decently strong they're not super early game after like six or seven minutes maybe is when you would look to do it for the first time somewhere yeah, around you there know what I, you know what i kind of wonder um obviously for me and you, Dalen, it's a little different because um, 
we were always more um, in tuned with the more competitive smite scene. Right. But for people that are playing more just like for fun or kind of pub stompy. Um, Casual. Yeah, just casually playing. Like, will this even be a factor on gameplay? Like, I know it will be, obviously, because everyone tries to play, but... Um, I think it just won't be as optimized, if that makes sense. Won't be as prevalent, probably. Like, I, I think the obelisk is going to be harder for people that don't, like, watch YouTube or watch SPL or something like that, that don't really know what they're doing, if that makes sense. Not in a bad way. But this, yes, like, but haven't seen it done rotate. at the like, highest level. To, yeah. Yeah, don't know how to use the the, the obelisk to its full potential, I guess. Because yeah. I was thinking about, like, that change up in pacing on, like, a casual level. Like, that would be a lot to do. Yeah. I think it's going to... It'll be more long-term and cash. Yeah, it's added a bigger learning curve, too, for right. newer players. Um, which... It's interesting talking about like that learning curve of Smite. Um, I'm not really in tune. I don't know if you guys are with uh, like the Dota and um, League of Legends scene, but is is there anything like that in those games? I'm decently uh, in tune with League. I watch a lot of Pro League. Um, really? Not like not quite as much there. The big League mechanic right now is they're called souls so like the dragon is the equivalent of kind of like the gold fury but mm-hmm. each different dragon there's six of them now each different yeah. one gives you different bonuses and then so whichever one spawns third because um, the first three are always different mm-hmm. so whichever one spawns third is then the soul and whoever gets first to four dragons gets a huge buff for the rest of the game and so like and then each one does different things and stuff like that so that's kind of their big mechanic yeah interesting because you know smite has always kind of um had a lot of piggyback features off of those games originally so it is interesting to me when they they branch out in their own unique map and gameplay decisions because it is a much different game yes um um and then so we'll we'll scroll down a little bit and we'll move on to uh the new relics this is gonna be uh who boy this is gonna be a segment so (laughs) relics are completely overhauled so each relic you know you have your regular upgrade as long as blink is in the game you have your regular upgrade that you could do before you know you pay you play you pay 300 gold to get like uh, lower cooldowns, essentially, and like bonus effects, essentially. Yes. Uh, and now, so now there's tier threes. You pay mm-hmm. 500 more gold, and each relic has two different tier threes that okay. you can upgrade wow. into that do different so effects. Like, so relics just basically have upgrade trees now. Yes. Yes. So relics yeah. have upgrade trees like items. And you can when do it as early or as late as you want. You could spend eight hundred gold and upgrade it at level one if you want. Yeah. When I, I mean, when I was playing um, two days ago, I saw these like the new top tier ones, and they just had a bunch of like things like different. Like I didn't read it all, obviously, because I'm not going to sit in my, you know, 
thing the whole game, but it, it was pretty cool to see the top tier ones, you know, because there's usually just the two, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so the numbers are different now, some of them. And I remember most of the ones that were changed. But some of them are different because some of them were stupid OP. Um, mm-hmm. So Aegis, as normal, uh, it had cooldown decreased by 10 seconds. So it's from 180 to 170. And then the upgrade is 150 to 140. So there's Aegis of Acceleration. Using this item makes you immune to damage and healing for 1.5, like regular Aegis. And then each instance of damage prevented in this item, prevented in this time, provides you 7% movement speed for 4 seconds, stacking up to 3 times. So if you immune three different things, you'll essentially get 20 21% movement speed for three or four seconds. And then Aegis of Judgment, uh, blah, 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 regular Aegis. At the end of the duration, you explode, dealing 100 plus 50% of prevented damage as magical damage in a 30-unit radius. The damage dealt by this effect is capped at 50% of your max health. Hmm. Which is so, so Aegis of Judgment. Judgment is stupidly good, and I'm pretty sure that was nerfed. I was gonna say that sounds. I think like, it's down to thirty percent of of uh, prevented damage. If I for any correctly. like sticky assassins like a Kali or anything that are, you know, those kind of right on you. That's yeah. kind of the perfect item for building space. It kind of nerfs yeah. that whole part of their kit. Aegis is that one is super strong. Yeah. I would go with the judgment one there. <laughs> but acceleration does sound good too. I mean, especially, I mean, I would say that's more of a traditional use for ages, just plus a movement speed. Right. Um, Dude, so you if think... you're using it to get away, as ages has always been used. If you think Judgment is wild, wait until we get to the Blink, dude. Wait till we get to Blink. Blink is fucking I, crazy. I do know about the Blink. I've and used... so Fre- Frenzy is crazy too. So Frenzy has pretty much regular, it has increased damage. They buffed it from 10% to 15% and up to the duration from 5 to 6. But they also upped the cooldown by 10 seconds for both of them. Um, and so, Belt of the Berserker. Using this item grants all allied gods within 70 units 30% increased damage to all targets, including objectives, and 50% attack speed, decaying every 0.5 seconds for 6 seconds. So 30% this one increased damage, wow. So this one's pretty much all in at the beginning, and then it slowly gets worse. And then Belt of Insatiable Hunger. Using this item grants all allied gods within 70 units 15% increased damage to all targets, including objectives, and 25% attack speed increase for 10 seconds. If you earn a kill or assist on an enemy god or this buff is active, the duration refreshes. This can only occur once per use. I don't believe this was ever nerfed. I believe this is still the same. Just so it's a flat 15% increase. So you get 15% increased damage and 25% attack speed for 10 seconds. And if you get a kill or an assist, it refreshes, but only once per use. So it's all gods in 70 units. Wow, that's really good. So that's like reg- 70 units is regular... Um, frenzy so it's pretty yeah, pretty big and that gives you a good yeah. like um idea of to like the um the thing from earlier with the like spear that we were talking about with the obelisk so it's about half of frenzy range so it's pretty decently so, sized i mean these these 
these two bells in my mind are basically the same thing almost. It's just it's up front versus like overtime essentially. Yeah. And if you if you nab that first kill at the end of the ten seconds, you get another ten seconds. seconds, So you can potentially get eighteen ish seconds from this. Is I I assume that's just yeah. So it's a killer assist. So it's the person that actually uses the bell. It's not anyone affected by it. I yeah yeah. Well, is it it, is everyone affected? If you if you are affected by this frenzy. I'm pretty sure it is individually. All right. Hmm. So interesting. And now blink. I don't quite know, but blink has no changes. Um, the upgrade has its mitigation removed, which is tough. Um, corrupted blink using it will allow you to teleport 45 (laughs) units away instantly, like usual. Unblinking slow all enemies. Uh. Movement speed and attack speed by 15% within 25 units for two and a half seconds. So this one's pretty decent, but this is the wild one. This one has been, this one got changed the first day of PTS. It was literally one-shotting people. Regular blink. Leave behind a trail of wildfire that deals 20 true damage plus four true damage per level to enemies that pass through it every 0.5 seconds for four seconds. Oh my god. This thing was nerfed instantly. You were could literally one-shot people with it. It was fucking ridiculous. That's insane. But this thing is still it's still good, but it was absurdly good at the beginning. It was wild. I think wow. it, it's down I think it got cut in half. So I think it's 10 so it's true 10 damage true. plus 2 Dude. or maybe plus 1 a level. I I don't know. There's no That's way to perfect. pull it up. The more broken Blink is, the happier I am. That's just yeah. what makes me. <laughs> but, so I, I think, want Blink to be the best thing in the game. So these now, after the nerfs, are pretty even in terms of how good they are. I One of them like is definitely... Blink will end up being yeah. better in the end. I think there's, it's two different purposes. Yeah. I, if Scorched Blink is used right, it sounds like the way it was intended in my mind when I read it, not knowing it was broken, it's more of a defensive thing in the way I'm like, I'm running away, blinks away, leaves a fire trail, mm-hmm. enemies can't follow. Where corrupted blink sounds more like initiation. it was meant to be initiation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, but I could definitely tell if you could just blink in and kill everyone in front of you if they ran over your fire. Yeah. Won't it be pretty OP. What so you did twenty true damage on an instantly, and then you did four times twenty eighty true damage every half second for four seconds. So it's ticked eight times, and you did eighty damage per tick. It's four hundred, wow. about four fifty, four sixty true damage. Wow! In four seconds. That's crazy. <laughs> it was fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, and so bracer power so. I don't know if you Bracer knew. Still the same things it used to. No, so Bracer got changed a little bit ago. So, essentially, you put a Bracer saves lives. Bring you put back. like a little ward on the ground. Essentially, is a good way to think about it. And walking through it gives you bonus power. Essentially, uh... Uh, and so uh, power buff increased from ten percent to fifteen percent. Cooldown also increased from one hundred to one hundred twenty. Um, the upgrade is no longer a sentry ward. It used to be a sentry ward, so you could clear wards with it. But they changed that now. 
Bracer of Brilliance. Placing a radiant glow at a target location for 90 seconds. Allies who move through this glow gain 20% increased power and 20% movement speed for 8 seconds. This fragment acts as a sentry ward. If destroyed, the cooldown of the relic is reduced by 20%. Or 20 seconds. Damn, I'm just slapping that bitch on the fountain if we're under attack. I mean, there's a siege on a phoenix, just throw it down every teammate that runs through it. So the, I listened to a podcast with one of the casters and a pro player, and the pro was like, "This is this one's really good for like burning fire and shit, like that. Mm. You use this and you use frenzy and you like instantly melt fire." Oh, let me see. So you're gonna save it for for like objective play, manly? Yeah. And then oh. Bracer of Illumination, Radiant Glow for 90 seconds. All allies who move through the glow gain 10% increased power if above half health or 15% movement speed if below half health for 8 seconds. Acts as a sentry ward on use. A light sprite appears patrolling back and forth, revealing enemies along the way. So essentially, it's got it's like oh. a moving ward inside its own radius. So... I don't really understand the the light sprite part. How does that work? So it's not a ward. It says it's a sentry ward. I don't know exactly. Um, Because, you know, a sentry ward is just the whole radius. What's the point of the light sprite? I don't entirely know. Interesting. Uh, I mean... The bracer sounds of brilliance sounds better to me, anyways. But I agree. I think brilliance is going to be good. Bracer was already yes. pretty decent, especially at high level, and I think brilliance is going to be very good. Yes. Uh, meditation. So meditation also got changed a little bit ago. So it ticks now. It's not just burst heal, and it increases. It does more the lower you are. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, yes. So increased base base health restore from 8 to 12, increased missing health from 5% to 6%, and they increased the cooldown. Uh, Cloak of Ascetic. Using this item causes you to enter a meditative state where nearby allies, allied gods within 35 units restore 40 plus 7% of their missing health and mana each tick. Heals occur once every second for 4 seconds. Each pulse reduces cooldowns for all abilities by 1.5 seconds. So essentially, oh, you reduce cooldown by six seconds by using this. Yeah, I, I was able to use this. This was this was pretty pretty busted. I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty nice. This one's good. This one is yeah. very good. And then, uh, cloak of the avatar. Enter a meditative state when nearby allied gods within 35 units restore 12 plus six percent of their messing health and mana each tick. Heals occur at once every second for four seconds. You also gain a protective barrier of wind that explodes if any enemy comes within 15 units, knocking them back. Interesting. That sounds cool. So this one can like be used by carries and shit, essentially, to heal yourself and peel for yourself at the same time. Oh, that's cool. So that'll be good in like team. It's fights. like uh, you know how like Heim's two with like horn has the knockback yes. on it it's like it's that the same effect. it's like okay that. so yeah. if anyone walks close to you they just get knocked back yeah. um 
And then Ankh, shield damage increased from 50 to 75%. Added 10% increased damage taken debuff when healed by god abilities. Blighted Ankh. So this one is super good. Blighted Ankh is really good. Using this item re uh, reduces the healing received by all enemy gods within 55 units by 60% for 10 seconds and removes 75% of any currently applied shield. That was pretty normal for what Blight uh, Ankh was. Enemies yeah. that are healed by god abilities while affected by this curse take 20% more damage from all sources for the duration of the curse. All healing reduced by this effect instead is instead distributed to your allies in a 40-unit radius around you. Ah, so we're back to the uh, the we famous... just yoink heals from each other. <laughs> yes, yeah. the famous smite-loving healers and then hating them yeah. every season. Yeah. Loving them and hating them, loving and hating them, and like waves. Yeah. Um, great. So basically, enemies got healers by Blood and Onk. By some anti Yeah, we have healers. healers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> healers uh, and switch teams. Drowned on using it does the blah 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 by uh reduced healing by 40 percent 75 percent shield enemies that are healed by god abilities while affected by this curse will cause a pool of miasma to form beneath them that persists for six seconds the miasma deals two percent of the enemy's current health every 0.5 seconds while enemies are inside it and refreshes the onk debuff effect so this one is also very good yeah it sounds like there's a good variety, at least so far, in yeah. good relics, which is is good to see in white because in the past, you know, sometimes it's like you only buy certain relics for very specific scenarios, and otherwise right. you're buying beads, you know, ages, blink if you want to have fun, you know, those yeah. types of things. But so th this one is also very, very strong. Uh, Heavenly Wing, Sprint. Uh, increased cooldown by 10 seconds. Uh, they wait. removed haste on the upgrade. Uh, and then entangling wings. Using this item increases movement speed of allied gods by 55, in within 55 units by 20% for 5 seconds and making you immune to slows. One use. once I'm assuming it's once per use. Pretty bad typo right here. Oh, on use. My bad. On use, this relic also roots enemies around you for one second. So you sprint and root people near you for one second. That's, then, I mean, this is a better version of sprint. Nothing that fancy. This one's just a vet, but this one doesn't have the haste on it. So Same you, thing with the haste? Yeah, so you don't get... Well, no, so the Entangling Wings one doesn't have haste on it. Oh, okay. Got so it. you don't get the... You don't negate the auto attack debuff. Um, hastened wings. So you can guess what this one is. Uh, increases the movement of ally gods within fifty-five units by twenty twenty percent for four seconds, making them immune to slows and grants haste, causing them to be immune to the basic attack movement penalty. For the duration, successful basic attacks increase the duration by one second up to an additional four seconds. So you can potentially get this one is essentially guaranteed eight seconds of haste in a fight. So this one is super strong. Hmm. Sorry. Oh, there we go. I had my mic muted. Yeah, I mean, that one sounds pretty good, to be honest. For sexual attacks, increase duration for one second. 
There's, I mean, I think overall, just as far as we've gone, like I said before, there just seems like there's a lot of options, which I always welcome this fight. Because yeah. sometimes we get a little too bottlenecked. I agree. Uh, horrific. Increased attack speed debuff from 15% to 25% and added 15% decreased damage dealt. So, big buff for horrific. Uh, increased cooldown by 20 seconds, though. Emblem of increasing peril. Using this item slows the movement speed of all enemy gods within 35 units by 30% for 5 seconds. Their attack speed is also reduced by 25% for the same duration. Additionally, their damage dealt is reduced by 15%. If any enemy deals 10% of an allied god's maximum health in this time, the debuff effects are increased by 10% each, stacking up to 3 times. So this essentially could become a 55% attack speed debuff and a it's 60% movement speed, 55% attack speed and a 45% damage debuff for 5 okay. seconds. But with a lot of caveats to it. Yes. So, I think this one could be very good but is very not situational, but like, I feel like you kind of have to be losing for this one to be good. I mean, actually good. But on the other hand, 10% is not a ton. So, uh, and then emblem of trembling Terry using this item slows the movement speed of all enemy gods by within 35 units for 30 seconds. Attack speed is reduced. Damage is reduced. If an enemy is dealt 30% of their maximum health during this duration, they are trembled for a second and a half. So, like, Kakolan ults, that, like, wobbly thing, it essentially does that for a second and a half if you do 30% of their max health during during those five seconds. I don't think that... To me, that's not that good, but maybe it is. Just uh, that effect for me... I think wasn't that big of a deal. Horrific <laughs> will be fine, just because of like its base stats that you yeah, just thirty percent movement, twenty five percent attack speed, and fifteen percent reduced damage. Like that is just good. Yes, but I don't know how much it'll trouble. get used overall. The other stuff. Yes. Um, shell increased damage reduction from basics from twenty percent to twenty five percent. They decreased the uh, cooldown on the upgrade by 20 seconds from 150 to 130. Fortifying Shell. Using this item applies a shield to themselves and allies within 35 units for 100 plus 12 health per god level for 3 seconds. Additionally, all allies take 50% reduced damage from basic attacks for the duration. When the shield is broken or expired, allies gain a buff providing 20% damage mitigation and 20% movement speed for 3 seconds. This one got nerfed. This one oh. got nerfed. Why so, did it get changed? I think they reduced the damage, uh, basic attack damage reduction down from 50% to 35 or 30%, I think. Because 50% was like oppressive. Like you literally did no damage. As you did nothing. You literally did no damage. So they reduced that, and I think they reduced. I think they reduced all of it. So I think it went from 50 to 35 or something, then they halved the 20%, so I'm pretty sure. It's going to be really uh, awkward when I'm wrong about like all of these. Uh-huh. But <laughs> um, Phantom Shell. 
Uh, yeah, so they removed Phantom. Phantom it's totally? Phantom is no longer in the game. I am fairly hey, certain. What a loss. Uh, <laughs> let me double check. Yeah, Phantom uh, it's not, it's is no in, in the game. Yeah, Phantom is not here. Using this item applies does the normal uh, sh- uh, shell things, but it does 150 health plus 15 for god level and for 4 seconds. Additionally, you take reduced basic attack damage. Using this item also allows you and allied gods to pass through players and player-made objects. So essentially, Phantom is on a shell upgrade now. Yeah, so, so it's my... there, it's just... Guess. That's a, that's a, that actually makes certain gods a lot better. I think it's going to make Odin a lot better. Yeah, if you can't just buy... Because now you eight, have to pay 800 gold to get Phantom. Yeah, and it's probably not going to be what people are starting out with. Like, you know, Odin right. in the past, you just buy Phantom. Yeah. Probably good with the ult. Yeah. Off the Odin is fantastic right now. Odin was really good anyways, and I think this just makes him even better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so purification. This one, I'm really excited for the purity changes. They gave it. They increased the cooldown by 10 seconds on both the base and the upgrade. Chaotic beads. Uh, using it reduces crowd control effects and makes you immune to new ones for two seconds. Uh, like regular beads. Any CC effect that is cleansed during this time, including on activation, sends out a homing projectile to the enemy who applied it, dealing seven percent of their maximum health. So this one, essentially, anyone that tries to CC you will take 7% of their max health. 7%? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good. Damaging beads. Pretty busted. And temporal beads. This one is (laughs) fucking cracked. I'm really excited for this one. Regular beads effect reduces active cooldowns by 3 seconds when used. I'm really excited for this one. Reduces, wait, active... So, like, so, oh, anything so that's CC. on cooldown, it reduces it by three seconds. Okay. So you CC and then also get the, the cooldown reduction. Yeah, so you're CC immune, like, regular beads, and then you get three seconds off all your cooldowns. Hmm. So wow. this is, like, original, original, like, season one beads upgrade. Season one and season two. When they had the really old relic system where you had to... You had to upgrade your relics three times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that is, this is like the OG beads. I'm really excited for this one. Bringing it back. Because I think beadsing aggressively is super fucking fun. Just running into fights. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get the CC on everything they drop on you. Yeah. This one is going to be super good for that. So I'm very excited for this one. Uh, Thorns. Decreased reflect damage from 30% of all damage to 25%. Added negative 25% lifesteal debuff. Um, increased cooldown by 20 seconds on the upgrade. Decreased the damage from 30 to 25. Increased lifesteal debuff from 25% to 50%. So you lifesteal for 50% less when attacking someone with the upgraded thorns. Thorns of overgrowth. Using this item reflects 25% of all damage you take before mitigations for the next five seconds back to its owner as magical damage. If you are dealt 120 times your level, what you are dealt 120 damage times your level, I assume is what this means. Bad wording. While it is active, the effect will end early 
while this is while this is active, enemies can only life steal from you for 50% of their total life steal. Additionally, you gain 5% movement speed and attack speed for each enemy god within 20 units. So that was I fumbled a lot in my wording in that one. So essentially it's thorn upgrade, but if you take too much damage it ends early and you are fast and attack faster when there are people close to you. Got it. So I think this will be good for I think this will be good on solo laners and especially like really beefy ones like Kukulin and Odin, Osiris and shit like that. Yeah, I think yeah. this one will be good. And Thorns was already super fun and I think this one will be very good. Uh Thorns of Sapping Strength. Uh using this item reflects thirty five percent of all damage you take before mitigations for two seconds back to its owner as magical damage. While this, at, while this is active, enemies can only life steal from you for twenty five percent of their to- or seventy five percent of their total life steal. Uh, each basic attack from enemy gods reduces the cooldown of this item by 0.5 seconds, and decreased cooldown from one hundred and twenty seconds to eighty seconds. So it's an eighty second cooldown, and getting hit by a basic with this on reduces it by 0.5 seconds. So you get like permathorns. Permathorns? Pretty if like you're diving a hunter and you just get whacked over and over and over and over and over and over and over by basics. Then each basic is half a second off the cooldown, and the cooldown's only eighty seconds. Hmm. That's pretty crazy. So on tanky characters, like if you put on a Kuzembo, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be really good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sunder. Also, Sunder has two charges now, Grant. Yeah, Sunder! Sunder is super good. Uh, shield damage increased from 50% to 75%, increased the cooldown by 5 seconds. Current health damage reduced on the upgrade from 12.5 to 7.5. Increased damage taken debuff from 7% to 5%, decreased the cooldown by 15. Sundering Blast. This one's really funny. If this is the one that I... Yeah, this one. Firebolt that travels 70 units, stopping a first god hit, and splashing in a 20-unit radius, dealing 15% of their current health... Nice. 15% of their current health as true damage, and reducing any active shields by 75%. Targets hit take 5% increased damage for 5 seconds, stacking 2 times. This relic has 2 charges. Oh, he's got two charges too. So yeah. So all all Sunders have two charges. And then Sundering Siphon, fire a bolt that travels fifty units, stopping on the first god hit, removing any active shields by seventy five percent and linking them to you. For the next four seconds, they are dealt five percent of their current health as true damage every second, and you receive half that amount as healing. Enemies can break the link if they move past 70, 60 units from you. This relic has two charges. A second hit on the same target will just refresh the duration. So Siphon is pretty good. Pretty good. So pretty good. essentially you take tw- you take 20% of their current health as true damage uh-huh. unless they break it and you get 10% of it as healing. Wow. So essentially if they don't walk away from you far enough you will get 10% of their current health as healing. Just because. Just because. Just because. So, uh, teleport. 
uh, they reduced the teleport cooldown by 40 seconds from 200 down to 160. Heroic teleport. Using this item allows you to teleport uh, to allied structure or ward while standing still. Not interrupted by damage, but by crowd control. Regular. After teleporting, you gain slow immunity for 20 seconds. <laughs> Not that. After teleporting, you gain slow immunity, 20% movement speed, and 40 protections for 10 seconds. Cooldown decrease, but from 160 to 130. This one, I believe, was... No, it was the other one. The other one was nerfed. But we'll talk... Persistent teleport. Using this item allows you to teleport to any allied structure. Uh, regular teleport stuff. Uh, kills and assists on enemy gods reduce the cooldown by 10 seconds, and the cooldown is only 90 seconds. Sure. This one got down nerfed. Two. Can decrease down to 90, right? No, 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 no. So the base cooldown is 90. Wow. This, so one got, a lot. this one got nerfed. So essentially, if you teleported and wiped the team and got a deicide, it'd be 40 second cooldown. I was just thinking of the solo lane, you know, because teleport's yeah. so So th this one did get nerfed. I don't know to what, but this one did get nerfed because it was ridiculous. Okay, so that is the relics. We're not even halfway there. So now, items. Now. This one is big, too. So we got glyph items. So essentially, glyph items are certain upgrade are upgrades on certain items that are essentially a tier four item. Okay. So it's Jotun's Deathbringer Breastplate, uh, Heartward, Rod, and one other one that I'm missing, I believe. Um, but essentially, so the tier threes don't give anything. Tier fours don't give any extra base stats. You just get some crazy passive. And it, there's 600 gold. And each item gets two different glyph upgrades. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So, and then there's no level restriction. So you can buy them as soon as you get the regular um, item if you want. So amulet is, amulet is first. So heartward. Uh, Amulet of Silence. Gain a stack each time an enemy within 40 units casts an ability. At 5 stacks, your next basic attack against an enemy god will silence them for a second and a half. This can only occur every one or every 45 seconds. So this one is sounds very good, but is, from what I have heard, not as good as it sounds. Because, like... It's good because you're silencing them, but because this is typically going to be on a support, you're not really basic attacking people. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not as good. As, like I'm sure it's good, but not as good as it sounds. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then amulet of the stronghold. Twenty percent of your physical protections are converted to magic protections. So you're just tanky as fuck, essentially. Super tanky. Uh, and then there's Breastplate Upgrades. Breastplate of Determination. Each time you are hit by an ability, gain a stack of five protections that corresponds to the type of damage you were hit with, up to a max of four each. Once you reach max stacks of both kinds, gain a burst of 20% movement speed and double your protections gained by this effect for eight seconds. 
after which all stacks are removed. So after you hit 20 of each type, you will get 40 of each type and 20% movement speed for 8 seconds. This one's good. <laughs> Very good. In case you haven't figured it out, this one's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Breastplate of Vigilance. Are you there, Grant, by the way? I don't know if you muted. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, okay. okay. Breastplate of Vigilance. When your ultimate ability has finished casting, you provide an aura in a 40-unit range around you, reducing basic attack damage by 30% for 5 seconds. This one also got nerfed. This one went hand-in-hand with the shell upgrades. Mm -hmm. That would make you do 80% reduced damage on your basics. Hunters literally did zero damage. So this one got nerfed very understandably. I'm not sure what they nerfed it down to, but this one did get nerfed. Um, Envenomed Deathbringer. Critical hey, hits. Hey, Dalen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got a quick question. Um, Go for it. Wait, can we pause real quick? Um, so next is Envenom Deathbringer. So this one is essentially the Poison Star effect, if y'all remember that one. Um and then, so you do it slows them and reduces their damage output and but they took out poison star so poison star is just not in it because it was like never built so they just kind of took it out of the game and mm. put it on the deathbringer upgrade and the same thing goes with the mal- malicious deathbringer so they essentially took malice passive and put it on deathbringer so when you crit it removes a second from all your cooldowns except your ult Okay. Um, and then the Jotun's ones are Jotun's Ferocity. Your next basic attack marks somebody, and if you hit the marked target, your basics like start doing more damage. So when you hit them with an ability or a basic, you get a stack, and each stack provides 2% increased damage towards that target, stacking up to 10 times. So essentially, this one's good on... like somewhat ability-based hunter. So this one's really good on Chernabog and stuff like that. Because um, it's like regular Jotun's and then increased basic damage. And then Jotun's Vigor, if you drop below 40%, you gain 40% health, you gain 10% movement speed and 40% lifesteal. Ability lifesteal, which is an important note, for 5 seconds. And it may only occur every 15 seconds. Uh, okay. So like... Jotun's this this one's cool to me because this one opens a lot of like both hunter and assassin type builds I guess would say yeah mm-hmm. um and then rod so the first one I will say before we even go into it this one got buffed out of its mind because it was literal ass cheeks <laughs> the first one was <laughs> so bad it so just sucked it was awful. So successfully hitting an enemy god calls down a meteor that lands a second and a half, dealing 100 plus 30% of your magic power damage in a 15 unit radius, and it could only occur every 90 seconds. So I, I want to scroll down to the, um, to the fix, because they have the like mini patch all the way at the bottom, and I want to yeah. read it because it's so hysterical. Uh, so they said in quotes, one of the new, one of the few new items that needed a buff was this one. 
The damage was terrible and hard from guaranteed, and we reduced the cooldown. Dam decreased cooldown from 90 seconds to 30 seconds, increased scaling from 30% to 40%. <laughs> so, <laughs> this one was horrible. And then nimble, nimble Rod. For every 40, 40 magic power, you gain 2% attack speed. So that one will be really good. I'm, I think this one's going to make Mage ADCs very, very strong. So Glyph items, and I'll, I want to get both of y'all's opinions on this, but I think Glyph items are very good in a good design direction. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, I think they're probably a good addition to the game. Any kind of change-up of the normal gameplay loop um i think it's good for smite trying to find different ways to to stand out with this gameplay because this kind of like sector of uh what are these games called again like MOBA. smite and MOBA. you know they they ha they overlap a lot and they're very similar in their items the only thing that really differed was like the items themselves and the tree like going down to one item we're going out to many items so right. I think glyph. I think glyph items are a good addition to the game. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because you know, Smite. You know, I don't play it too too much, but when I do play it, you know, it's it's fun. It's a nice relaxing game most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I always think it's fun when they add new elements to the game, and I think uh, glyphs are definitely a good start to that. Well, I think just like Dayton was saying, it's variety. And like items, although like they've been changed and added and removed and new passives and all this, it's been mm -hmm. essentially exactly the same since the game came out. And I know that's not really something you can change, but this is, I think, a good way to add um, variety. And yes, I hope variety. I hope that they don't add a ton of them. Like I hope with each one they add, they remove one of the old ones. Because it's not, like, what makes them nice is they're so limited. So, when everybody's special, no one will be type thing. So, yeah. Uh, so, that is going to be uh, part one of our massive... Uh, we'll, we'll do the crit changes while we're here. Because uh, this will be short. So, the crit multiplier was two times. Now it's 1.75. And so... They changed the algorithm. So in the coding, they kind of changed whatever they needed to change so that it was less streaky. So like... Oh, yeah. So, so they would they changed it so that like... like all yeah, yeah. So you, you won't... You'll go less like eight crits in a row into 15 non-crits in a row. Like they made it yeah. so that it's more even, if that makes sense. Yes, mm. it does. It makes perfect sense. I like that change um you know there's still gonna be some randomization to crits um it's kind of the idea but it was kind of ridiculous when you get hit for like you know two thousand damage one time by artemis and then other times you would just be getting shot by like you know a little nerf gun right um <laughs> fire bow. so that's a nice change yeah uh so that'll be uh part one of the massive ass fucking season nine changes so uh next time we'll go we'll just go into the regular items there's some there's some big ones there's some big ones here 
and yeah. then the the god changes. So that'll be uh, All right. that was good. Next time, thank you for joining me, gentlemen, and I can't wait for the next part. Absolutely. Thanks for having us.